Let's do that one. You can dance. You can shout. Got some things you really want to talk about. Bundesweites Artist Labs sind eine Maßnahme des Fonds darstellende Künste, finanziert aus den Mitteln der Beauftragten der Bundesregierung für Kultur und Medien im Rahmen der Neustadtkultur. Welcome to Präsentrans! <lacht> That was the cutest! It was, it was Welcome. Welcome, well I would love to introduce you. Who would like to be first? The legendary Black Pearl. The legendary Black Pearl. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> Incoming. Okay, we're starting with Black Pearl de Almeida Lima from Cruz, Sao Paulo, Brazil. She, her. 2012, she was in Prix de Lausanne when after she moved to Mannheim, where she finished her Master's of Performing Arts at the Akademie des Tanzes Staatliche Hochschule für Musik und Darstellende Kunst Mannheim. Afterwards, she, she joined the Badische Staatstheater Karlsruhe, where she created her first choreography in 2014 called Ego. Let me take a breath. Get that bit. 2016, Theater Augsburg. 2018, Gautier Dance Stuttgart. 2019, Ballet of Difference Cologne, Richard Siegel. Since 2020, Black Pearl has been a part of the ballroom scene here in Germany, as in the Kiki scene, a 007 major scene as Saint Laurent. Let's say it again. <laughs> <laughs> Um, her last pieces were um, Between Us in 2020 with Schauspiel Köln and um, Brown Labels, where she did the choreography in Berlin in 2023. She's also a part of a Song for You dance company, if I can say it like that. Yeah, Movement 7 is the name. Oh, Movement 7. Yeah, but it's together with a Song for You. Well wow. done. And yes, Pearl at the moment is... Um, creating directing her own short film which you can check out under the instagram page pearl short film and become a beautiful contribution to her creative arts <laughs> multi-disciplinary thank you thank you so much <laughs> for being here from cologne moving on to <laughs> l fierce she they It all started out at Elmer's School for Dance in association with the Royal Ballet. Then afterwards, the English National Ballet School, 2013-14, English National Ballet Guest, 14-17, Northern Ballet. 2020, oh, sorry, 2017-21, Leipzig Ballet. And in 2020, she created her first short film, Queer Common Space. 2021 to 2022 Academy der Künste der Welt residency where both of these lovely multimedial multimedial artists created the film to be available to view on Vimeo <laughs> Vimeo yes Vimeo 2023 I think this is pretty recent you have just completed your South Bank Center London and Apple supported filmmaker residency yes period <laughs> um where am I resulting in I am your mother dismantled which was a four screen video installation 
Four screens. Four screen, honey. Actually, it was eight screens, and I did program all eight screens, but four of those screens were also shared with a photographer. Oh. I know. She has skills. Yes, it <laughs> is. <laughs> Um, there is something that uh, that you have also started in Leipzig called Series B since 2018. You created events called Series B Bunty, Series B Kanti, Series B Royalty, and in 2020, where our paths have collided, you did the first and the only Black Queer Pride. Sadly, you closed Series B in 2021. However, that will for always be remembered. Um, Thank you. That was a wonderful introduction. Thank you to you. So I'm going to throw out and throw... Let me lubricate. (laughs) Go, baby. (laughs) It's feel. Cheers. Cheers to that. Mm. So I said where we're going to start off. Where we're going to start off is um, Corona. Damn. Um, And both of you, during Corona and recently after Corona, started your transition from working in a theater into freelance scene. So who wants to take me on their little journey that happened? Bam. For me, yes. I can take the journey. Let's go. Let's go. Choo-choo. How was? It was intense for me in a way of like, having to let it go, theater. Especially like in Corona time that you were spending a lot of time with yourself. I was spending a lot of time with myself and like a lot in my head as well like so figuring out stuff like really getting deep deeper like who in who I am and what I want to do especially as an artist if I am an artist or if I'm just a dancer all these things being institutional uh, places uh, performing for so long time so I think these questions was constantly and intensively in my head in this time so like for me it was like this fear of letting go without even prepare yourself or like um understand how can be have some conversations with people that was in the freelance scene for longer how would be for me as a black trans woman in this field so it was like a lot in my head but in the same time I could not go I didn't have another option because I could not stay in these institutional places anymore I could not do what I was doing because this was just pushing me away from who I am and everything that I believe uh, and even though that theater was giving me a lot of like um, stability but my soul was not stable Mm. you know so bitch like for me this was the the whole thing i was like or do i keep sad and invisible for myself all the time that i look to myself or i jump out and be me and even though that's i don't know how the future would be but i would be me i would be trying to be me without this things that push me always away or making me doubt or making me insecure. So I could not do this for myself, uh, to myself anymore. So I chose me Arden to choose my professional that was dance in that time. Um, yeah, but I, I feel that was 
important to also don't have that much knowledge in how the field would be. So for me, it was easier to jump into something that I don't know how would be rather than stay in the place that I know that it was not giving me mm-hmm. anything mm-hmm. what I want. So yeah, it was for me it was a lot of new things, a lot of a lot was also when I met ballroom. So it was a lot, uh, just a lot of going on and I have to to go. You were hungry. Yeah, I was thirsty, I was hungry, I was tired. <laughs> Bitch, I was <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. I think that was the shift like Corona for me was this moment of like, it is now or it is never, mm. you know? Like, it was like, now you already thought so much. Now you already have all these thoughts in your head. Now you already um, know what you want and what you don't want in this particular moment. Um, so, yeah, I have to go. I had to go. <clears throat> Work. Yeah. Tea, baby, you spoke some truth. I hear that. It resonated very much with me. Um, and yeah, I guess like the having that time away from the theater, like initially, I mean, like they were trying to do um, Zoom classes. Oh, yes. They were trying to like Keep be in us. my living room. And I was just like, no, like, no, <laughs> I do not want that. <laughs> like, no, rest, just rest. Like, mm-hmm. And just like that moment, and I was just like, what are we doing? I mean, for some people, they were living for it. And I was like, right, this is very clearly indicating something because y'all are like, turn your living room into the studio, like constantly. And I'm not that girl. I was like, no, this is not for me. Um, so kind of through that time, like I was not going. I was like, no, I'm awake, but I'm not coming. Like, I'm just going to focus on myself. And like spending that time through broken glass and shards of myself um we took a swing cracked it open and delved deeper and i guess like 2020 was really like a year of becoming i felt for me i'd been doing like stuff with series b since 2018 um but there were more um, there were like club nights and party aligned and whilst they were always solidarity parties raising money and stuff like that so they do have sort of social justice causes um, they were not so like explicitly um, aligned with this sort of activist field um, and by 2020 like I couldn't make parties in the same way mm-hmm. I couldn't make those club nights and I had this sort of like renaissance if you will of self um, that just like reshifted all my purposes. And I, I realized that doing those external work, creating those spaces outside and alongside my job at the opera was vital to me. And that was actually what was keeping me going because what I was doing there was like hell. Um, and yeah, I guess um, it just really put a lot of things into perspective. And like having that time away was the first time that I've had that much time away from dance ever mm-hmm. um, since I was like, realistically like seven or eight but like if we want to talk on like professional level like intense level since I was 11 so that was just like really important um yeah and I I just was like no um I kind of found in that in that year like really stepping into myself really also finding community in an external way and like just getting more access to resources like in terms of like 
even like books and films and so on to just like can like develop myself further, develop my own education of self. Um, really just like empowered me and yeah, I just sort of like stepped in. Like I really stepped in and um I could really acknowledge that I was living a full double life. Mm-hmm. Like I was leaving myself at the door of the opera. I mean, at the dressing room door because let's be real. Like <laughs> obviously I was coming in a full look. Yes. Don't get it twisted. Yes, baby. Yeah. Like are you for real? Mhm. Mm. Boots galore. Um but yeah, anyway, like even still taking off what felt like so much of myself and then entering a room where like people like the teachers are just like making like passive aggressive comments, um, doing like gendered exercises for like Grand Allegro mm. and then being like, what makes you think you shouldn't be doing the like double tour or whatever passive. Like, I don't need this. Mm-hmm. Um, did you see me? I'm iconic. Like, I don't need this. Like, what, what the f- are you talking about? Oops, sorry. What are you talking about? Um, and that just sort of like extended further and further. And I tried actually to take in this sort of like activist approach that I had of trying to be like, um, I don't know, democratic or something to be able to like navigate that and like take on the, the opera's position and consider it and like work with that and be like, okay, I see that it's wrong. You can acknowledge it's wrong, but we can work together to, to change that. But all of that was in vain. These people wasted my time. These people called me to their office. These people called me to get statistics on their own company because mm-hmm. they couldn't do that themselves. They told me to draft up like an anti-racism proposal. They like, what? That's not, you didn't pay me. That's not my job. I'm asking for like protections for consideration for like a code of conduct that actually works. I'm asking for like supportive measures for the people that are actually in your company and you're asking me to come up with it. You're asking me to do that work. And then I do that work, come back and deliver it to you. And you just like, no, like, no, mm. it's just like a losing battle eventually. And by the time that Black Lives Matter came around, like in its biggest moment in 2020, yeah. I went to my company and asked them like, hey, I'm making this stand up, speak up, show up demonstration, an anti-racist demonstration. Um, and I would like their support in some which way. And they said, no, they said, we can't support anything about like Black Lives Matter because it's political and we are not a political um, organization. We are state funded. Um, Just to say like flash forward a little bit more and the Ukrainian national anthem is played before most shows. There is a flag hanging. So how do you tell me you're not political? You are political and you choose when you want to be political. And when they're white refugees, they are. We will support it. Um, Which, if anything, just highlights. I mean, that's, you know. Mm. That was what, one year after I left or two years after. And that definitely, I was like, yeah, you made the right decision. Cause look, I knew already then. Um, but yeah, all of that coming together, leaving myself at the door, um, not being supported, having to do all this extra work, going all the way up to like the rat house, speaking with the like intendant, like the incoming intendant, these be- for what? I'm exposing myself, I'm like putting, and it's all just in vain. It's all just lip service. It's all just, you're wasting my time. And I was just like, absolutely not. And similar to Paul, I had no idea what this freelance world was giving, but I was like, essentially, I cannot do this. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I don't know what I'll do, but it's not this. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely not. Because if I anyway look back over the last eight years of working professionally in companies, my external behaviors and 
yeah, were damaging, destructive, addictive, and all sorts of things, which were all just to cope with all of this shit that I was seemingly under in the workspace. Um, And rather than having the provisions and like safety around me to be able to like um, change that, instead it just resulted in self-destruction. And there I was like, no, this can't happen. This really cannot happen. Um, And so, yeah, we delved in residency first, um, which was like a wonderful experience, um, but also a difficult one. Um, But working with Pearl and creating 2B and it really set me off on my film film way. Like I just was like, it's a pandemic. We can't do live performance. What can we do? Do it on a film. I don't know who I thought I was, but I was like, let's go, let's just do it. Um, And somehow that that just still worked out and like that it triggered something. Um, And even still now, like two years later, three years later, whatever, I don't know. I don't know necessarily what I'm doing. I don't necessarily know where I'm going, but I can tell you that internally and mentally, I have come on like leaps and bounds, honey. The change has been monumental, even though the life is fucking tough and it's not easy mm-hmm. and it's like rough boots. The internal, the mental, the emotional is a whole different thing. Um, and yeah, sorry, we were a rambler, but that's <laughs> how we got there. But I, I, I resonate with that very much especially finding this freedom of yourself in the freelance scene and being able to do your work q word freelance so we're here now dived into the cold water what what were our like first impressions and like challenges uh to navigate through that a as a freelancer b as a bipoc person and c being trans and navigating all three of these challenges like what were what were some like memorable traumatizing ex- any kind of experiences that you would like to share bam <laughs> let's go <laughs> for me um when i left theater i was kind of in the vibe of like i want to change this world mm-hmm. you know i want to make people aware of how theater is for dancers and all. Like, I'm really so into it. And then um, I ended up in the same frustrations, um, I feel. Like, first was in the Black Black Lives Matter uh, part that they also was claiming as ballet of difference, but, like, cannot support the difference mm-hmm. or make the difference especially if you have this company with this name you know so that hurts me so much because i was the only black person in the cast and then to hear that no we don't do this because it's so political was kind of like wow and so this was the first thing i was like i want to change this you know like i want to people um make people aware of like how how is to work with uh, these bodies in the company, how is to um, work as a professional dancer and being these spaces and being in, 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 in the stage and being outside the stage. So like I was like, I'm so into it. And then I went to um, Stadtballet Berlin. I did also a podcast kind of uh, was about like ballet of repertoire uh, and how 
how it is in 2021, I think in this time, and uh, how it would be like representing La Baia there and everything. So we have like the entire discussion and between public dancers that was in the in the company in that time, the intendant, doctors, whatever. It was a very nice panel. And once again, the public showed me that they know Eddie. You know, and this was something that I was constantly hearing from each company that I was going. Like, mm. the public is not ready for you. The public is not ready to see a person like this on stage. Like, um, so um, for me, when I stepped into freelance, I was like, the people need to be ready. <laughs> Because this is me now, and this is me working how I want to work. So if the people will be ready, the people will be ready. If they're not going to be ready, they're going to swallow because this is how we're gonna work and uh, so for me in the beginning was kind of jumping into I needed some time as well from theater and after realizing that is many factors to to make a change like most of the BIPOC black people or like diverse people in theater they don't survive in these places they keep always changing So the people that survive and stay in these companies are people that is privileged in a way, you know, like, and they uh, don't have to deal with this constantly um, experience that we have to do, like to deal with, like every day that we leave our place, you know, like so, so many things uh, made me shift my idea of like, yeah, I cannot fight so much for so many people that don't even care about me mm -hmm. because I am one in one million in this mm -hmm. company. So why I have to fight? Why I have to look for information for you? Why I have to give you all the information? Because it's for you to understand me, yeah. you know, like, uh, and I don't have to do all these research things to understand you, mm. you know? So this kind of Things was like making me so exhaustive. Mm. So I dive more into ballroom because this is a place that I could feel familiar and I could feel that I was working something to the community that I belong. Mm -hmm. um, so um, was a kind of a work that was giving back to me in the same hand, you know? So rather than working the theaters and see like the privileged dancers would be always there, the pretty prince princess face would be always there uh thinking the same way doing the same thing because they can somehow mm. they can handle mm. because the other parts they don't have to handle mm -hmm. you know so mm, but let's not pretend like you know when you're at the kiki or like at the like post work drinks or whatever like little weekend party those same pretty prince princess faces will be the ones doing their at the plate but they'll be wanting to chat also all about all of this and they'll be wanting to like let me know like let me understand and they will talk all, like talk yeah on but it, in the end you're gonna be alone into the studio Whoop, girl <laughs> have so many and i'm like uh, 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 where, where are you weren't you at the plate last night and weren't you giving mouth weren't you giving all sorts of Do you hear this? Literally. <laughs> that I'm was like, your voice. Receipts, receipts, I mean. <laughs> yeah. And that makes it like a, a, a whole different also, right? Like you're yeah, trying to have this like understanding, understanding both in a workspace, but then you also have this crossover social environments where boundaries are just gone and people are all trying to be like, yeah, yeah, I'm all about you. I'm blah, 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 blah. Then you get into the room and it's crickets. And you're alone, and then what happens? You have to jump. You have to go to another place, yeah. right? Ciao. And then you leave your place for 
another one like mm. you maybe yeah. comes because you know so that for, there's one yeah, spot for yeah, one, like, we, we one keep, in one out we keep like yeah <laughs> we keep like changing. for real yeah so yeah for me it was like no it was very hard in the beginning of like letting go theater completely like not being in this uh, schedule mm -hmm. uh, but it was nice for me to experience ballroom to experience my life to experience my project to also jump into things that I'm like how am I gonna do this mm, yeah. but I know that I can do it because I feel it you know yeah. like something like that yeah. Yeah. so yeah it made me reconnect with people you know you made me like um, feel deeper the things the share the talks and how to create and what to create so I felt that this room was bigger than the room of like actively doing things, but this was the space that I needed mm -hmm. in that time. Now I would say completely different mm -hmm. <laughs> because now it's like this past of like, I want to create, I want to this time and blah, blah, blah. Now I need to work. I need to find a place I want to create right now. I want to get the coin. I want to create something fab. I want to share yeah. with my sisters, something like that, you know, yeah. now what I feel. And I feel that, yeah, freelance, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah, oh my god. And like then you jump into being trans and black and then you like I experience more in the model field or like castings and all of this because they always say like diversity, I'm looking for trans or this and that, but in the end they're gonna cast a gay guy, super feminine look that is more cool and acceptable mm. than to have a trans girl. You know, like, mm. it's this kind of field that I was like, okay, so now I'm doing a lot of casting, I'm being in places to show myself, but in the end, mm. what they keep going is gonna be that. You know, it's not gonna be me still. So, <clears throat> for me, it was kind of hard to accept that in one more time, I would not be the person uh, being judged by what I can do, but it's for who I am again, mm. you know? Like, mm. it's kind of like, okay, but this is too aggressive. Let's go for something that is more used to it. And it gives a kind of the same vibe, but it's not the same, you know? Mm. Like, so for me, it was to accept that even though that I have more opportunities mm. and time to do it and look for the things that I want to do, I have this competition of not being in the place, mm -hmm. you know? Because again, falls in nothing what I'm capable to do, but yeah. it's who I am. So, yeah. It gives like being in the room, but not at the table. Exactly. Like, you can you know. smell the food, but yeah. don't take a bite. Yeah. It's like... Uh, yeah, and they, they will take a picture of the room, so you're, you're, you you're documented in the space. <laughs> but don't you dare touch that food. Don't you even try and take a seat. Like, bitch, you want a bathroom? Go yeah. outside. Do you know what I mean? It's so crazy. Mm. And then it was like, for me, it was the jobs that I was getting through. Um, being freelance was like, you have to sell your trauma. Mm. And I was living mm. through it. Mm. That's a whole tea. Yeah. Like, that's a whole tea. Because then you're like, I have opportunity for you, <laughs> but you give me your trauma. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, you better sell your yeah, sadness. Sell your sadness. <laughs> And I was like, but I want to talk something cool. I want to talk something. I what about dance. joy? Yeah. What happened to joy? <laughs> no, I have to like show again people. So it's like putting again yourself in this kind of positions of like constantly have to teach people to accept you and understand who you are so they can kind of relate and navigate, mm. you know? 
Um, but but yeah. like, as if, like, I do not understand many people. I do not aim to, but it doesn't mean I can't respect you. This idea that they, they mm. need to, like, understand to apply respect or, like, simple notions of care. Madness. <laughs> that, absolute madness. <laughs> madness. Like, what are you talking about? Like, and when people kind of use that as an excuse for, I'm like, no. No, take a step back, honey. Go to the mirror, check yourself out, think about it. <laughs> think real. about it, for real. For real. This, it makes me think, like, I had one job um, pretty much in the beginning. No, actually, I had one directly after I left the company. And it, I was choreographing a short performance art piece situation, installation vibe with this conceptual artist. It was very conceptual as in like the artist <laughs> wasn't present. Um, and I just got like a, a like some text and it was like, that's what you're creating on. And it, <laughs> but the text was giving cryptocurrency. It was giving like, you know, it's not, that's not my field, you know, I'm mm-hmm. not, I mean, the way my Instagram DM looks, I am a crypto girl. But that's just because the bots, they love me. Um, but anyway, so we did this We did this tea. And actually, it worked out really well. Because actually, somehow, the artist not being present worked in my favor. This mm-hmm. was distance and da, 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 da. We did the thing. It was fab. People were obsessed. Um, so then we were like, oh, let's work again. Let's do another thing. And we meet again in the, like, wildness of Essen, I guess. Um, and they wanted to... to Again, I was choreographing and also performing um, for a film, um, but they wanted me to also do this like interview on like day one with this um, like trans healthcare provider. Um, I guess that's kind of their title. Um, and they wanted to talk about reproduction as a trans person or kind of like, yeah, like what that kind of meant for us. Um, just to like, clarify that it's like a white cis body that is the artist um who is directing these this navigation however um i had this little convo with this um healthcare provider they were also trans meanwhile we're both constantly being misgendered mm-hmm. like mispronounced boots by the artist who is doing this piece the, the- on trans like i'm just like this is this is wild mm-hmm. but okay let's just like keep going um then we're like talking Cameras in the face, mic'd up. I'm like, okay, chatting, chatting about, yeah, reproduction. What do we want from this? Which is already quite a, like an, a sensitive and personal subject. So I was also like trying to navigate that with how much do I want to let out and da 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 da. And eventually, like after like maybe seven or eight minutes, I was done with my bit. It was very clear that we were done. And this artist was, they were not done. They oh, were not no. done. And this went on for another 45 minutes. And we had to like also walk around. And they were like, okay, when we film you walking around. And they were pushing, pushing and pushing for this like information, this like access to these this part of me. Mm-hmm. Um, even they rejected all of the asks to stop. Um, and they pushed and pushed so much so that, um, so the film crew um, were from Mexico. And uh, they were also like, freelance so um yeah they were they kept recording because they were like this doesn't seem right is what they told me after they were like it just this wasn't going right and i just thought the best thing to do is to keep recording so that you have that and you can make your judgment and it resulted in me 
just walking away in this field, lying face down in the dirt, like still. Like I was like, you're not, like there's nothing more for me to do. Like I can't get away from this. We were also like in a mountain, you know, like it's not like I could just get an Uber. Um, and only at that point did the artist be like, okay, let's stop. But the artist did not come to check, are, are you okay? Or like, have we crossed boundaries or something? And that it was in this moment, it was in this exact moment that I realized like the provisions of, of an opera house and those systems, even though they're not safe, but they provide a certain sense of safety. There is a, there are limits um, that is not, that does not exist in the freelance world. And me having the, the things that I, used to like you know I need my warm-up time I need my 15 minute break I need my cigarette break I need all of my little things to make sure that I can deliver the performance that I'm going to give because we know it's very high quality mm -hmm. it's been trained for 20 years but in the freelance world like none of those provisions exist and the, because of that lack of structure the possibility for violence is just like huge mm -hmm. And because of the nuance of like, for example, the, this conversation, this pushing, how do you later like also define that so specifically? Um, and even I, I, try, I tried after and uh, it resulted in me quitting and like walking out in the middle of the night and taking my dancer and doing this whole bit. Um, but it was right at the beginning. Like it was, I left the company in July. This was like September 3rd. Oh, it was like almost to the day. I will never forget. Um, yeah. And it was also from then that it, fortunately, because it was the beginning, it was really traumatic, to be mm -hmm. honest, but it set a shift in me because I was like, people can do this. It's possible. And that there are bits that fell through cracks because there isn't this supportive structure that you had before. And that has constantly guided my my navigation, I guess, through this like freelance scene is that I'm aware that the provisions that I'm used to were not will not be there. And mm -hmm. the possibilities for exploitation and violence are existing at every corner. And that given this stage of capitalism, everybody's looking for an exploitative move, um, mm. which at the cost of being a black trans body is <laughs> every corner is giving exploit you and stab you and gut you and sell that trauma, which they will get money for and put in a film while I get nothing, even had to battle them to pay me for the day and say, you cannot use this material. I do not consent to this. And they still were like, you know, we're going to do that. Um, so this kind of experience, I was like, no, at least I know now that this is possible for people and I will not, be, I will not be doing that. I will, I mean, you still, f when I face institution, it's a different set of things, but knowing this in this really freelance, like very loose scene, um, no, absolutely mm -hmm. not. And if anything, I was like, you know, I'm always, um, I don't know if we can do it. I've never done it before, but I feel it, so I'm going to do it. I've also always been that girl. Like when it started with the clubs, the parties, the demonstrations, the pride events, the films, the DJing, even if you will. And with the same freelance, I was like, okay, I need to be making spaces then. I need to be making the opportunities where I can. Like I need to be making provisions because nobody needs to feel like this. Absolutely not. All we're doing is working. Do you know what I mean? Like that's all we're actually doing. We're not living. Like we're actually just working so like we can we can take a step back, like we can care for people, we can apply, we can look after each other, not be stabbing people. Um, yeah, that was pretty horrific, but it really did, like yeah. unfortunately, fortunately, unfortunately, where it was placed, the timing and everything, really did set a tone for me to be able to try to like keep my wits about me and like make sure I've got like eyes in the back and, mm. 
you know, stay on top of that paycheck, stay on top of that invoice. Where's my money? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I mean, horrific that you have to go through again, another traumatic experience just to know that um, this is how you sh- should navigate, you know? Moin moin. Editing Schmidt here. I would like to take a moment to reflect on what has just been said. On the day of the recording, after hearing the story, I was completely overwhelmed and shooketh. So on the day of, I could not comment anything. However, I would like to take the time now to say that I'm sorry that you had to, L, that you had to go through this. And I know also uh, personally that Black Pearl also had these experiences. And I would just like to say my gratitude and my thankfulness that both of you have come on here on this podcast to share these experiences. I know that many listeners do not have any idea of these these violences that are happening towards trans people, even in the art scene, as the art scene is always seen as a liberal liberal job and everybody's artsy and free. <laughs> so thank you so much. I am grateful to the bottom of my heart. And let's get back to the podcast. So we're talking a lot from like the creating, the creator aspect aspect. And I want to like switch it around and let us become the audience. Like what, what, do you want to see or what happens, what feelings are you feeling when you see art similar to you or with bodies that you can identify with? How, what importance is that to you? And yeah, how does that make you feel? It gives tons across the board, honey. Mm. Period. I'd be the first one in the front. Like, of course, that's my, (laughs) my dream. That's my goal. That's my that's what I want to see. Um, Paul was saying earlier about like the audiences in this um, panel talk, I guess you had, like they're not ready. And I'm just like, what does it mean to be ready? Who's ready? What's, what's ready? Aren't we all just ready? Uh, am I ready? Did, it, did I get ready? No. We're ready. It's ready. Yeah. I feel like the most times that I could connect it with people through my um, work was in different places, was not in theater, was not in institutions because Absolutely. the public is different. Yeah. Uh, and um, being in those places and just perform because then you perform. And sometimes if you are in a good day, you, are f- you feel for yourself, but you feel lonely again. Like it's only you feeling this. Uh, but when you perform in like, uh, um, spaces that you feel people that you can relate or like understand you, the performance just grows to another level because then is like true energies or more like sharing the room together and fe- uh, feeding the, the performance. Because also I when I create, I like to create something that is like, I invite you to be in this space right now for you to experience me. Mm. That's all. I don't want you to understand. I don't want you to clap if you have to. And I don't want to questions about it in a way if you really understood or how you will understand. I'm not going to feed you like, so now you're going to start to feel emotion. Now you're going to understand why is this? Why is that? And guide through all the performance, of course, have like a kind of um, uh, dramaturgy and how to go to things but I don't like to give it so much because I feel like you as a public you also need to sit there 
free, free of any inputs and navigate through it and let you also find yourself and lose yourself through the performance. Um, so when I dance and I have people that I can connect in theater before I was like, if I see one or two or three people that I could connect, I was like, oh my God, tonight is going to be for you. And it's going to like, this was like keeping me going through the performances that if I have to like perform more times. Uh, and when I have my uh, performance or when I create something, I expect that these people would be there because I feel, I know that the performance would be in another level of understanding and sharing energy. So they're going to feed me with your energy with the public energy and this is gonna just make the show the performance go to another level and the understanding is something else so yeah i feel like it's time and i feel that i have more i have the necessity of creating for these people more for the other people like yeah like i definitely feel like giving up on the um like the theater space, like trying to, trying to make the change in that space. Like, no, like it's, I mean, props to everybody that's been doing it and then is continuing to do it and staying on that message. But no, it, at the cost of like exhausting and depleting yourself. No, letting go of who you are. Literally, when like there are other audiences that are, that are about it. Um, but like also um, when you were speaking, like I also really, felt like um you know when you're in like the theater in the opera house or whatever like this distance of like the stage the orchestra pit and then the audience um what has changed the most between the performance i was giving then to the performance now is that the orchestra mm -hmm. pit is gone yeah. and proximity is much yeah. closer and that has changed everything mm -hmm. and i'm like i like i have never now any intention to be with an orchestra pit between me and the and an audience. I mean, unless for its you know artistic purposes, <laughs> but um, no, and like yeah. that's a huge thing because it also creates for them a, a separation, um, and it's a lot to. Ooh. Uh, oh, ooh. sorry. Um, yeah, it, it creates a separation. It's it's it becomes also another barrier to even for them to even connect or for us to even connect um but when people are like in your face or like sitting right there like it breathing yeah like it changes everything and like, um, it also is like you can hear me breathing like you can see me like you can see my chest like if it, do you know what i mean and the fact that you can see that and it, it's so tangible to you um humanizes also the whole experience and i think that in itself like provides a lot of opportunity for the work and uh, us as artists and people to be understood better. Um, yeah, like proximity of audience and like removing this classical structure of, of distance and like separation um, was huge. Yeah, the feeling I feel like after the show is, is completely different because like I have performance already like being so vulnerable in front of like so many white seats people that would not understand that damn what i'm doing there on stage you know and then the same performance if it would change the public i would go home like with another energy mm. you know of energy of like changing understood at that uh 
dialogue. Yeah. We we had a talk, we had a conversation through yeah. the show. And then in the other time was like, I just gave you my all. Like I just yeah. gave myself to you and doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, that's it. Yeah, you literally didn't even. Yeah, you just experienced. Yeah. Like, that, yeah. be lucky. Now it makes so much sense because a lot of, a lot of times, like after shows at the state opera, I would feel like empty mm-hmm. and just like emotionless. But now, when we do other shows with other crowds and performing pieces that we want to perform, it feels so much, so much empower, so much more empowering. Mm-hmm. Hundred, it's like palpable mm-hmm. the the difference. And like, yeah, it really felt like working in an opera house and doing those shows, like doing Romeo and Juliet, like her for many times. Leaving that show after literally like destroying your body but leaving with emptiness, like leaving with just like, yeah, I really just did that. Like we just had to do that. And that, that was it. Like people are not really like, it didn't, it, yeah. For the amount that I've just put in and put like, it's just like, wow, this feels very disproportionate somehow. Mm-hmm. But then only by experiencing these like new performances that we're, we're doing and like with different audiences and proximity and stuff only with that, do you recognize, wow, okay, no, this is how I can feel and this is what it could feel and this is what it will feel. Um, and like, how fab? Why would you go back? Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry, we're having a crisis behind the camera. <laughs> we're having a crisis <laughs> behind the camera. You can dance. Awesome. You can shout. Let the conversation go. Got some you really want to talk Trans. about. Trans. <laughs> bring us back let me just <laughs> i'm trying to bring in a new thing where a, per- a previous podcast asks a question to the next podcast and the question that was asked for this podcast was what is your driving force we really established like how you found the freelance scene and what it brought to you what it gave you um but now what is keeping you there what is or what what is continuously giving you that the vibe i would say the necessity of creating mm. i have so many things inside of me that i want to put it out and in different forms shapes ways so i think this is what keeps me going. Um, Yes, and I I feel like this is what I like to do and this is what keeps me also going. It's like two ways, Mm -hmm. you know, my life and my profession and goes together in a way. So I need this, I need to create in order to keep living in in many ways and I need to keep living in order to create. Uh, And... uh, Basically, yeah, I feel that um, I would say like leaving again, like these structures and institutions that I grew up in and like existed in for so long. Um, I my creativity was always blocked because there was certain presentation of self that had to be considered like on all fronts, like on the trans front, but also on the black front. Um, and like, for example, say if you have like an audition workshop and they're like, do this task or whatever, like the navigation of that was so real and so like limited actually 
because it was about presenting yourself in a certain way and, and whatnot. And having the freedom now in the freelancing to like unlock all of that creativity and like all that exists within you, that is definitely like, that drives me. And like the the relationship that I foster with myself and develop further to trust that instinct or to support it, to believe in it because it wasn't possible before. It mm. wasn't supported. It wasn't believed in. Um, teamed with um, access to like gender affirming care, which wasn't really possible whilst I was in a, in a structure. Um, the two of them go hand in hand and they provide more life, more love, more joy. And in turn, that just fuels the creativity. And even if it is, you know, trauma sharing or like selling sadness, um, it all still fits within this like greater landscape, which feels entirely mine. Mm. Um, and I think, just that, like this, the way I've really been describing, like, especially this last year is like, say if you have like a silhouette of a person and like around it is like kind of like a, like a glowing light and slowly like each day, like that light, that like silhouette, like moves into the form and like the form becomes more of a full, like block, solid color. You know, it's really like, oh. it's, I know that's the only way I could describe it. Like literally to that's not only, so like not only just in terms of like creative work, but like emotional and like personal and like even to my doctors, I'm like, that's the description. Um, but that, like feeling that and having the experience of that when it's something that you kind of wish for, but you never know if it will be, you never know how it will feel. Um, and that is like driving me. Like I'm obsessed. Like I'm just like more life, more mm. life. Period. And like the creativity will always exist, but the focus is mm -hmm. more life, honey. Yeah. Period. Yeah. And I think also like sharing, like now, like if I think being in the institution and being so limited to work. Uh, with people because sometimes you need to be choose to work with certain people right so like and being able to choose with who I want to create with uh, what we want to create and what we want to talk about and put all these voices together um, for me is like insane yeah this like, experience of agency is wild it just shows how much little agency we previously had mm -hmm. uh -huh. um especially in the creative yeah. like who chooses you to work with them but now the roles have switched and that like, you own that agency for yourself it's iconic this yeah. experience yeah. fully and like you realize how much you didn't have the more you get into it love that trans trans Alright. So um, the next podcast that we will be having is um, a group of people who got the same funding last year. They concentrate on black dance culture from um, voguing, whacking, crump, and so many more styles where they were like educating the public through TikTok videos. And yeah, I want to know if you have a question for them. It can be anything, you know, doesn't have to be easy. First point, congratulations on getting the funding and doing the good, good work. Yes. We appreciate that. We fully appreciate that. Flowers to you. Hats off to you. Rounds of applause. Pat on the back. Grand prize, let's go. Um, but in terms of a question. Or like a question that came up throughout talking today or anything, you know. 
open i would be i mean that's like more of a kind of like personal like me trying to like develop my knowledge and history but i would be really interested to know about like the intersections of queerness and transness throughout the history of those dance styles mm -hmm. because they're very like um some of them like and in some elements of them are very transgressive of also gender um but also i think it can be noted that also those spaces are historically um, perhaps not the most like gender friendly spaces like gender mm -hmm. variant friendly spaces so i'm just curious about how yeah how those things intersect and how that how they work with that or like how they navigate that going forward or how they share education on that that's a personal question like i would love to know oh. hit me up yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you that's a good question yeah. i like that i like that let's keep that let's keep that that's the question well I'm I'm gonna wrap it up. I mean, I I feel like I could sit here and just listen to you to talk the whole time, which I already did. But <laughs> I would do it again. Absolutely. And I'm so thankful and grateful that you came and that you're here and that um, we get to spend spend this whole week together. Thank you, amigas. Thank you, amiga. Thank you for making this face. Absolutely. and making this possible for real and once again hats off to you flowers to you like to the whole representants team for making this possible let's go let's Many make clicks, people aware like, making the difference yeah and like it's such an achievement for um anybody actually to go from thought to conception to delivery and through all those bureaucratic processes that you have to get to to access funding and space and so on it's a lot of organizing it's a lot of work um and it creates opportunity for others it creates financial opportunity but also healing like potentials and community and networking which is fab like you're doing the good good work and for that flowers to you thank you does anyone want to do a little promo sentence you can follow me at l l on instagram follow me on instagram and also paypal me if you have to <laughs> you know like i mean Yeah, honey. To um, be fab. Yeah, support cost. your black trans femmes, honey. Support your black trans women. Um, donate to their things. PayPal the money if you can. Venmo, Cash App, all of that. So I can create more. Trans safety funds, honey. We yeah. can create more. We will, honey. Yes, of course we will. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Follow us on all social media under Representants underscore Lab. You. I've been listening to Representanza. <laughs> Thank you for listening and tune into our next episode of Representanza. For more information, visit our social media pages. Representanza. <laughs> The content on this podcast has been verified to the best of our abilities. We cannot guarantee that there are no mistakes or errors. We sadly acknowledge that at the moment we have no representation of a person with disabilities. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be considered as legal or medical advice. 